message that I had for this morning now, and uh, sometimes the Lord changes plans on us with uh, other things in mind. I don't always know why, but uh, I'm thankful for having the, the Word of God in our hands that we can come to, and we know pretty well anything we preach out of is going to uh, be good for us, right? Uh, there's nothing that we're going to preach from it that is not going to be profitable to us. The Bible says all Scripture is given unto us and is profitable. Um, so we, uh, we certainly are thankful for His Word. And um, I want to try to give you some practical insights, and, and I'm going to probably adjust the way that I present the material a little bit into some more practical application type things. Um, just because of the nature of the of the, the service, but uh, uh, I'm sorry, Second Timothy chapter two, and we're going to begin reading in verse number one. Second Timothy chapter two, and verse number one. <clears throat> Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may choose, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Father, once again we come to you. We ask for the next few moments that you would help us to lay aside the concerns and the cares of our heart, the burdens that. Maybe would distract us, perhaps the, uh, the issues of life that so often seem to distract our minds. I pray that you would help us to lay them aside for a few moments and to focus our hearts wholly and uh, our minds completely upon your word. May your Holy Spirit have free reign to do as he would see fit in our hearts today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I, uh, no doubt, and I think the hearts of most, if not all, Christians... There is a desire from the time we get saved to be pleasing to our Lord, uh, to do things and to live lives that are not to not necessarily any longer to please ourselves, but to please Him. And Paul, in speaking here and in instructing Timothy, gives some things here that he says in verse, especially in verse number four, he says, "No man that worth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please Him." who had chosen him to be a good soldier. And so I want us to look at some things that Paul teaches Timothy here that I would say are the things that please God. And uh, some practical things, perhaps, that we can look at. And if it's our heart's desire to please him with our lives, I think there's a lot of rich truths in these few verses that will help us to know some ways that we can be pleasing to the Lord. Again, most of the things that we teach or preach from God's Word are not new truths that we're not aware of. Most of them are ones we've at least been somewhat familiar with through other passages of Scripture or even these passages. But from time to time, we need to be reminded of them. And uh, quite often, in fact, if your brain is like mine is, we forget so quickly. And uh, we need to be reminded of these things. I want to look at several things. We'll begin in verse number 1. As uh, Paul says this, he says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And uh, one of the ways that you and I can be pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ 
is to uh, remain strengthened in this grace that God has given to us. Um, it, it's the idea of um, attempting to do God's work either in the flesh or with the strength that He gives us and the empowering that He gives us through His Holy Spirit. And I think this is the direction Paul is dealing with with, with Timothy in this first verse as he's talking about being strong in the grace uh, that God has already given to him that's in Christ Jesus uh, that, that Timothy not be uh, focused on attempting or accomplishing the work that God's given him to do uh, in his own flesh or in his own strength. We all know this, and this is not a, a new truth. It's a simple truth, and it's something that we know. But it's amazing, as we begin to look at our service for the Lord, how often we find that we are depending on the strength that we have to accomplish His work. Even though we know better, even though this is something that as a Christian we have knowledge of, uh, that we need to be doing it in His strength and in His might. Uh, But oftentimes we catch ourselves uh, doing it because uh, of fleshly reasons. Let me put it that way, I guess would be the the, the best way to word this. Uh, Sometimes we serve because we think, boy, what if if I don't, what's people going to think about me if I don't do this or I don't do that? Or we say, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm tired, and, but I know I have to, so I'm going to. And we start really kind of reasoning why we need to serve the Lord. And the truth is, uh, when we start focusing on the grace that God's given to us and the strength of the Lord in doing His work, uh, the, the work of God, the labor of God, should not be grievous to us. Jesus said, and I, was, I was reading an article actually this week on the, on the interesting idea that Jesus says that we're to take up our cross and follow Him. And the idea of bearing the yoke, bearing the burden. But then in another breath, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the, 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 the balance between the bearing of the, the cross and the, and the bearing of the yoke, which he promises to be light, what makes the difference? Whether the cross is heavy or whether the yoke is light. And I believe the difference is whether we're trusting in the flesh or whether we're having the power of the Holy Spirit and the strength of God giving us the, the ability to do the work and to accomplish the work. Uh, and, and there's a lot more that was in the, in the article and thoughts that I had on the issue uh, without re-preaching re- out, because that will be probably a whole message unto itself. But I believe that that's kind of the direction Paul's telling Timothy here, that he needs to be strong in the grace that is through Christ Jesus, not, not just rest in his own strength, because some of the things he's going to challenge him in these next few verses are things that, to be real honest with you, in the, in the flesh would be very difficult. Very, 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 uh, we, we would be susceptible to um, our own, our own uh, attitude, I guess would be probably the best way to word this, because I want us to look at some of these. Verse number 2 says, And the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. I believe the second thing that will help us to please God is to be a learner of his truth to be a student, to be a learner of His truth. Notice he says in verse 2, the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. In other words, Timothy, there's been some things that have been given to you, some truth that has been instilled in you. And Paul is so, uh, so concerned about this truth that he's given to Timothy that it be propagated, that he tells him that this, this, uh, these things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, he says this, he says, the same commit thou... To faithful men. So not only are we to be learners of God's Word, students of God's Word and the truth of it, 
But we also need to, in turn, be teachers of it. We don't just come to church to sit, soak, and, and sour. We come to church to sit, soak, and then give to other people. We need to be able to take the truth that we learn and to share it with others. I think very strongly, to be honest with you, I, 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 and very, very, very clear with you about this, I believe the whole purpose of a church is to, is to win people to Christ, teach and train them in Scriptures, and then send them out to go and do the same thing again. I think, I think a ministry of churches ought to be planting other churches, helping other churches get planted. Uh, sending out uh, witnesses and those that can share the gospel with others and win others to Christ and, and, again, teach them the same things. Paul tells Timothy, these are things that will be pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ in these areas. Uh, so we're to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and in, in, in His strength, not ours. We're to be students. We're to learn the things, the things that we've heard among many witnesses. Uh, we're to take those and we're to commit them. We're to be teachers to faithful men, I want you to notice this, that we are to uh, be uh, mentoring and training and help to uh, mold through the teaching of God's Word people to be very faithful in this area. Uh, we would use perhaps the word discipleship sometimes in this area, that we, we commit these things to faithful men, faithful women, that through the process of teaching them things, that they uh, in turn... Uh, have some character about them, some steadfastness about them from the truth that they have learned, and they will also go out and teach others also. So we need to be strong in the Lord. We need to be a student of the Word. We need to learn these things. We need to be teachers of these things. And I would say uh, we also need to be mentors or disciplers. We need to invest in people uh, to try to uh, encourage them and help them in the area of faithfulness. And then in spite of all of this, he says in verse number 3, Thou therefore endure hardness. Now, there's something that is implied here that's not explicitly stated. And, and it's very clear to see. And that is, he doesn't say, um, be ready in case hardness comes. He says, endure the hardness. In other words, the assumption is, and the implication is, when you're doing these things, there's going to come some hardness. There's going to be some opposition. There's going to come some times where you're going to feel like, boy, this is not what I signed up for. Here I am taking what I've learned from Scripture. I'm trying to teach it. I'm trying to, to help other people to be faithful to teach it as well and to disciple them and help them. And, and I'm, getting, I'm getting dragged through some circumstances here that are hard. And the truth is, anytime we do a work for the Lord and we're doing His work His way, you're going to have some opposition. You're going to have some hardness. And Paul tells Timothy, when that time comes, endure it. Endure it. This is something that uh, we don't like. Uh, anybody in love enduring affliction, hardship? We don't like that. In fact, our, our propensity is whatever is uncomfortable to us, we get away from it. We don't want to be in that situation anymore. Uh, I've heard people say, well, I, I have a hard time talking to people about the Lord. I just get too nervous. Well, that's a hardship. But does that mean we, can't, we, we shouldn't talk to people about the Lord? Uh, we've got to overcome some of these things. These things are things we're going to have to endure. Well, people criticize me or people slam the door in my face or they, they cuss me out. Or uh, There's going to be some hardship. There's going to be people that will question your motives. There's going to be Christian people that are going to question your motives. Hardships will come. 
And Paul tells Timothy, when they come, he doesn't say if, he doesn't talk about the possibility of them coming. He just says, when they're here, he says, you need to be able to endure them. And these are things that are pleasing to the Lord. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Then he says this, no man that warreth, and by the way, unless you... Uh, have forgotten this, when it comes to serving the Lord, we are in a battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. And really, when you deal with working and laboring in service for the Lord, you're dealing with spiritual warfare. You're dealing with the fact that you're in the battle. You're in the battle. There's going to be people that are going to try to get you to stop what you're doing. And so he says this, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. And I want to spend a few moments on this, because this is probably one of the ones that is so much needed in our lives, but yet is so often neglected. We become too encumbered with the things of this world. And it is, the, it is this reason that oftentimes we neglect the warfare. We neglect the service. Uh, I understand we've got to make livings and care for our families. I, I'm, not, I'm not going out here and saying, well, you've got to give up your job and you've got to go full-time into just doing nothing but uh, serving the Lord all the time and, and never do anything other than that, unless that's what God has for your life. But I am saying this far too often. We neglect what we ought to do because we are too encumbered with the things we want to do. I, I, I've, from time to time, usually a time or several times a year, will sit down and I will evaluate a day or two of, of my life's schedules. And it's amazing to me how much time I find that I have wasted simply because it's how I felt or how I wanted to do something. I think it's a wonderful thing to be busy. I know that some of us are up in years and as we've worked most of our life, we enjoy retirement. I'm not saying there's not time to have some rest. And I think that there's a lot to be said for making sure that you have time uh, to rest and be uh, uh, usable for the Lord in that area. But how much time do we just waste? And Paul tells Timothy here, he says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. I, I, would, I would say this, we need to be salt and light but we need to do that in the sense of trying to teach our world and, and take the gospel of this book into this world and, and share it. I, I am I'm all for Christian uh, folks in public office and serving, and I think that there's a need for that, and if that's what God has for you, then do so. But sometimes we think, well, we're going to make a difference by going and volunteering for such and such humanitarian organization. Uh, can I tell you, the world, I, I'm sure, can use the humanitarian help, but more than that, they need the gospel. And sometimes we, we think we're doing well uh, by doing some things that are more secular or entanglements of the world, when the truth is we need to just take the gospel of the Bible and share it everywhere we go. And if we're going to spend an hour a week uh, volunteering for Salvation Army or Red Cross or something like that, I would think it would be more time spent, way more valuable to go out and share the gospel with somebody. I think it will make more of a difference in eternity. I believe these are the types of things that Paul is trying to tell Timothy with about being entangled with the affairs of this life. Uh, there are some things out there that are not bad in and of themselves, but are they the best? 
No, I believe that certainly warring in the warfare of the Lord is the best. And these are the things that I believe are going to be uh, make pleasing to the Lord. So he tells us here to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We're to be a good learner of the Word. We're to be a good teacher of the Word. We should be uh, t- uh, discipling and teaching faithful men who are able to teach others also. Uh, we're to be enduring hardness when it comes. We're to avoid worldly entanglements. And then I want you to notice in verse, as we get to the end of verse 4 and end of verse number 5, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a good soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive, what? Lawfully. Can I tell you this? There are a lot of well-intentioned, well-meaning people who attempt to do God's work their own way. We are in a mess in our churches today because there have been a lot of folks say, this is God's work and we've got a better idea on how to help this work grow and get people here. And they start doing God's work their way. And we start seeing doctrinal error creep in. We start seeing entertainment come into the churches. And we start seeing the effectiveness of the truth of God diminished in the hearts of men. And I would say that the, the last point I would give you out of this passage that I think is so crucial is that the thing that pleases God is not doing just His work, but doing His work His way. To say, Lord, we want to do the, the way that You've told us to do it in Scripture. That's the way we want to do it. Somebody wrote a, a, a book here recently, uh, a couple of it's been about two or three years ago now, I guess, uh, that the idea that church still works. And I hate that even they have to even use that title, because there should have never even been a doubt that God has chosen to use the local New Testament church to accomplish His work in these last 2,000 plus years. It is the process He has set up. He's used the preaching of the Word of God to accomplish His work. He hasn't said we need to have a new praise band. He hasn't said we need to have, uh, we need to have better promotions for our Sunday school or uh, better, better uh, activities for our bus ministry kids when they come in on the buses. He said, preach the Word. He said, let's have, let's have some faithfulness to propagating the gospel. And so he tells Timothy, he says, if a man strive for masteries, if he's, if he's laboring, if he's working for the Lord, he's not crowned except he strived lawfully. We need to do God's work God's way. And, and these are the things that Paul tells Timothy are pleasing to the Lord. Something that I think is very, very lacking in the day that we live is we, we like to get our own ideas of what we think Christian service ought to be about. Well, here's what I would like to do. Well, what about what God would like us to do? What is it that we need to do to come back to saying, Lord, what will make you happy in serving you? I need to begin to work in His strength if I'm not already. And if I am, I need to commit to staying there. Be strong in the graces in Christ Jesus. The things that I've learned among many witnesses, I need to be a student. I need to learn these things. I need to study this book. I need to know it well. I need to commit those to faithful men. I need to teach others. I need to make sure that, that these things that I commit to faithful men, that I'm encouraging them not only to know them, but also to do the same thing I've done and to teach them as well to other men. There needs to be that discipleship, that, that encouraging of mentoring them to do the same thing. There needs to be an enduring of hardness. And boy, we, may, we need a revival of enduring hardness. We're, 
we're living in a day where the hardness is coming, if not already here. And I'll tell you, it's getting ready to get a whole lot worse if you're watching the news. There are things that are in the works right now that if they pass Congress can put us in a situation of being illegal in some of our religious practices. And a choice is going to have to be made. There's hardness coming. We need to learn to be hardened, uh, hardened in the warfare. And then we need to avoid worldly entanglements. Avoid worldly entanglements. And lastly, we need to do God's work His way. Do God's work His way. Paul said to Timothy, No man that worth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a good soldier. Whether we want to or not, God has chosen us to do a work for Him. It may be different between us. My work may be different than your work. But it is all the work that He has for each of us. He may have given me the opportunity to stand in a pulpit. Maybe yours isn't to stand in a pulpit. But we all have a work to do. We all are to be responsible for taking this truth to a world that needs to hear it. And these are some ways Paul told Timothy are going to be pleasing to the Lord if we do it this way. So I want to help us with that. I hope that will help. Brief message, very hopefully very practical message, something that will be helpful to us. And um, I hope we'll hold to those things. Let's go ahead and stand and we'll be dismissed in prayer. Father, we're thankful for your word. And Lord, a very simple message. We've approached it a little differently than uh, the way it was originally intended to be preached. But certainly... Uh, 